which did Prince sign the three o'clock? Yes. Right. Yes. So I knew about uh, because I knew from from Prince he under a different name introduced us to the three o'clock. Actually, isn't that the bank? Didn't the Bengals help them get signed by Prince? I I don't I don't know about that, but I think Prince was very interested in in the Paisley Underground bands, and we were we were always performing together. Um, and and he probably, you know, discovered the three o'clock through through the sort of Paisley Underground scene, and um, yeah. So uh, yeah, but I don't know. I don't remember directly influencing the the signing of the three o'clock in any way, except that. You know, Prince had given us Manic Monday, so there was a lot going on at that time. Well, and of course, he uh, has Paisley Park. So exactly. th- it's. I wonder, is that how you guys kind of connected with Prince? Is, was it a love, a mutual love for this time? I mean, obviously, many people have said he was Jimi Hendrix incarnate. Mm. Well, I think that I have to think about the timeline because the Paisley Underground was going on like 81, 82, 83. I know that I came to hear Prince for the first time in the car. I heard um, When Doves Cry. So I want to say that was, I don't want to get the date wrong. Well, that would be Um, 84-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Right. And, um, and, and. Right around when that song was being played on the radio, it might have been 85, 84, 85, but whatever it was, um, at the, that literally within days, um, word got to me that um, that Prince was a big fan of the Bangles. And so um, when we were, um, and then, and then I, I heard about, uh, I'm trying to think again, there was a little gap. He came and performed with us. He was a big fan of our first record. And we had a single out called Hero Takes a Fall. And he showed up and performed not just to see the band, but next thing we knew he was on the stage with a guitar playing with us. (laughs) And it was just life-changing. I mean, I'd never seen anything like that. There's audio of, of him performing with us multiple times, playing that song and others other songs but um again i don't have the exact date but um it was soon after that that he had manic monday had written manic monday and wanted to give that to the bangles so i was told we work we were both another link back to the paisley park and the paisley underground is that david and peggy leonard were a husband and wife engineers that worked at paisley park um, before it was called that, I think I've been working with Prince for years. And at the time that the Bangles were recording our second album, Different Light, Prince was recording at Sunset Sound on Sunset Boulevard, and the Bangles were recording at the sister studio, also in Hollywood, called Sunset Sound Factory. And I was told, oh, there's uh, Prince has this song. Could I, could I drive over to Sunset Sound and pick it up? So I did. And I was very excited and thrilled and a little nervous to go over there and pick up the cassette, but I did. And I was thinking maybe Prince would hand it to me, but it was actually, he was recording at the, at, at that moment that I arrived to pick up the cassette. So I drove back to Sunset Sound Factory, the sister studio, and we all hovered around and we listened to Manic Monday. And then soon after we recorded it. But um, Now, is that demo it, that you heard, the one that is on the originals, the Prince originals record, yeah, which just came I out last week? Yes, I think so. My The one that I had had Prince singing the lead on it. There's been 
there may have been another version floating around that had um, other people singing with him. Or, but anyway, yes, I believe that I have the exact cassette. I, I actually had it in storage, and I recently got the actual physical cassette that, that I picked up that day. And um, I have it in a very special place. But um, yeah, so yeah, I think that is the exact version. Because when that came out last week, we played it live on the air on my morning show. And it's just amazing to hear a song that we know so well. I mean, it's interesting hearing it from a female point of view. I always related to it, getting up in the morning, having to go to work. like, And then to hear Prince sing it. It's in reverse for you because you heard him sing it first. The rest of us heard you sing it first. I know. That is interesting. But I, I'll never forget the first, you know, when I had to, you know, sing it in the studio and, and just sort of being in that dark room by myself and just how much pressure I had on myself to do a good job because it meant so much to me that Prince had given us the song and, and I just, I could see the red light. I'm looking at the red light now in the studio here, this, that the old uh, red light fever was happening where you have that thing where you sort of can tell that the, the the equipment is in record and this is it. It's a, it's a very, um, I don't know, kind of very tingly, um, excited moment, but you're at the same time, I felt, you know, as I said, pressured to do a good job on it. But yet when, when I found the melody coming out of my, my mouth and I, it just, I, I had this instantaneous feel, feeling of relief and sort of euphoria. It felt so good singing it. And I've, I've lately been describing it as like when, when the, 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 the magic, what do you call it? The, um, Cinderella slipper fit, you know, it was like you wanted this thing to, to just fit perfectly. And, and in that moment, I knew that, that it was a great fit. And I also, like you just said, the fact that Prince was so good at writing from the female point of view, as, as I was singing the song for the first time, I, I remember thinking this just feels so right. And I don't know, I, I've never forgotten that moment. And there's such a sweetness to you when you when you talk about it. I think of some other groups whose signature song they didn't write. I mean, I've talked to Jim Kerr about Don't You Forget About Me and the reticence, how they didn't want to. They had to be pretty much dragged, kicking and screaming into this recording studio to, to record that song. And then they didn't play it live for years, wow. you know, but you you really saw it as a gift. And you know, the Bengals still tour today in the aftermath, knowing that Prince is no longer with us. What's it yeah. like to sing that live now? It's every time I think it is such a great gift and it does get me very emotional just thinking about it. I always have to like whew, take a breath because I want to say something about it before we start in on the song. And then I have to sort of like, whew, you know, deep breath before I go, because I I've always loved singing it from that first time I felt it coming out of my throat in the studio. I just I just connected with it. In, in not only in the story of the song, but in 
in just the story behind us getting the song, that he gave it to us, that he wanted it to be ours, that he didn't even include his name in the credit. He credited himself in a very enigmatic way and called it Christopher. It felt like a real gift, and it's a gift every time I sing it and every time I'm on a stage with the bangles and sing it. It's just that's how it feels for me. 